Hey everybody, Danny Jones, Singing News Magazine. Welcome to Danny's Diary. That's it back there. Podcast powered by Singing News Magazine. My guest today is a longtime friend. And when I say long time, we've known each other a long time. <laughs> and I'm referring to none other than Precious himself, Brian Free of Brian Free Insurance. Hello, Brian. How are you today? I'm great, Danny. How are you? I'm doing really good. Glad to see that you're weathering the storm just fine over there in beautiful downtown Winston, Georgia. Yes, the metropolis. Now, for those folks who are unfamiliar with the state of Georgia, why don't you tell them where Winston actually is? Winston is due west of Atlanta. I'm about 25 miles due west of Atlanta, roughly, from actually downtown center. I'm, I'm far, far enough out that we're in the country. I mean, where I live is country. Uh, we have wake up in the mornings and still hear cows and chickens. And Winston's not a big area. It's in Douglas County, so it's not far from Douglasville, right. but uh, about 10 miles from Douglasville. Just out and out where it's good and quiet. Well, the most obvious question that anybody's going to have is what have you done to occupy your time over the past few weeks? The easier question would be what have I not done? Okay, let's go with that one then. What yeah, have you not, not done? It's, it's been an adventure. I mean, it really has. I've never experienced anything like that, as most people. Uh, well, has anybody really, unless you're 112, uh, has, has experienced anything like this. It's been different. I've, I've gotten my honeydew list done twice. Um, you know, where you do it and then go, go over and do it again, make sure everything's done right. Gone through all that, done things around the house, stuff in the yard that you think about doing, you never get to, and you say, one day I'll do that. And I've had that opportunity to do that. I've, you know, being a little bit quarantined, you know, because of my small issues, it's it's kind of kept me the first part of it. Now, now I'm out. I don't mind telling you, I'm out. I got stir crazy and I, I've just determined I was going to get out. So I've been out now for a while. I've been to sit down restaurants. I've, my wife and I have sit down and eat good Mexican food and other foods and stuff. I'm not worried. I'm not scared about it. I got sick of being inside the house. It, it, the walls started closing in. And you, you, you touched on something right there as you began that uh, this quarantine is not actually your first rodeo in terms of quarantine. <laughs> you, uh, for no. about the past year, you've had to do things a little differently, haven't you? I have, I've, I'll brief it. November of uh, 2018, I got diagnosed with a blood disorder, immune disorder called ITP. And what it just means, it means that your body is attacking its own platelets as fast as your blood makes them. They don't know why, they don't know what causes it. It's just an immune disorder. Um, but it led to a series of events uh, over the next good bit. And uh, through medication, sorry about that. That's okay. my, my serious thought. I wanted, okay, be quiet, sir. Um, <laughs> Uh, you can't say anything close to that word or she'll ask. I know, That's scared those they're listening. Constantly. It is. Very um, in February of last year, I had to have my spleen removed to try to reverse the effects of this blood, this immune disorder. It didn't work. So they threw medi heavy medications at me for months and months and months. And it did what's called, um, it caused avascular necrosis, which is, it just destroys joints. And it did both my hips. So, Back in December, I had my right hip totally replaced, had a total hip replacement. And then in March, just right before the apocalypse happened, uh, I had my left hip done. So I have two I'm to total hip replacements, both right and left. So all that being said, it, it compromised my immune system greatly. And they, you know, I'm supposed to be living in a bubble. But I, anybody that knows me knows I can't do that. Uh, I would, I'd, I'd, I'd go nuts. So 
I take precautions. I'm sensible. I've always been a germaphobe somewhat anyway. I think everybody should be. They got to use common sense. So it's that being said, everything's good. I'm healthy. The hips are doing great. I'm walking fine, a little slower than was, you know, a year or two ago, but yeah, that'll pick back up. I'll be back to running again for too long. I'll be back on the golf course. I can tell you that. There you go. Um, <laughs> and, and of course too, you know, in terms of uh, your insurance company, you should be somewhere around the $6 million man. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot of titanium now. And, I, and I've had three major surgeries in 14 months. So you that's, almost, that's you almost qualify for a quantity discount. <laughs> They know me. I tell you what, they know me at their hospital. They definitely know me. Well, one thing that you have done uh, over the past few weeks is uh, you and I worked together on an upcoming singing news feature called yes. Snapshot. Okay. And uh, that was, you know, since the Snapshot feature involves a lot of pictures, this was the perfect time because you were able to go through and dig through some classic pictures and all of that will show up in the July issue of Singing News Magazine, including what Brian refers to as helmet hair. Yes. And uh, yeah. <laughs> that's all we'll say about that right now, but the name alone should tip you off as to what's coming. By the way, if you don't get the Singing News Magazine in your mailbox every month, you need to do so. Call 800-527-5226 or visit singingnews.com and uh, you will make sure, if you do it soon, that this issue with Brian Free in it will be the first one in your mailbox. And I promise you, there are a few pictures that you will want to see. Now, that's all we're going to say about that. Yes. So, so how's your lovely wife, Pam, doing these She's days? She's doing wonderful. And I got to say, uh, like we talk about being you know, quarantined and, and locked in, Pam and I, October 1st, will celebrate 38 years. Wow, I mean, 38. I, I, 38. I was blessed to marry my high school sweetheart, and we've spent our entire lives together. But this is a – we have never, ever had the opportunity to spend this kind of time together. And, you know, guys joke about that kind of stuff. They'll say, you know, well, I, I guess you're ready to get out of the house. You know what? I can honestly say I, I thought I would be too, and she's not anywhere around. So I, I can say this openly. Um, it has been a joy. It has been awesome for us to – we do everything together. I mean, we go every place together. We're, it's just so much communication, so much stuff. It's almost like getting to know each other the first time a little bit in some ways and, and after 38 years of marriage. In fact, I know it sounds stupid and silly, but when you're on the road 200-plus days a year – you know, it, 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 it's a different lifestyle. Right. So it's like visit, come home, leave, come home, leave, that kind of stuff. So being home, I've been home since um, March 8th. I have been home because of the surgery, the second surgery. So it's been a long time for me, but it's been awesome. It has been great. It's been a joy. I, 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 we've done one, we did one date on Mother's Day in North Carolina where we hopped in the bus and took off. And then we've done a couple of videos, took trips to Nashville. Uh, but it, 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 I was anxious to get back. I mean, I love what I do, and I, and I enjoyed getting on that bus. I was excited. I was like a kid getting on that bus and uh, and hopping and, and just going down the road again. Praise God! It sits here in the driveway, and I have to look at it every day. And it's just it was good to get in and go. But I, I was excited about coming home. So it's, that's been a joy. Pam's doing great. She's doing. She's just awesome. She's just Lord. I'm I'm blessed. And I definitely outpunted my coverage. I can tell you that. Is there anything that you learned about Pam during this episode that you really didn't know before? Not really. Not really. I can't say, yeah, I can't say I have. I mean, cause you know, we don't get 38 years of marriage. You, and, and to get, we dated for what? Well, we're in high school together. We're high school sweethearts. So we probably dated for two years, 
before we got married. Yeah, two, two and a half. So we've been together realistically 40 years. Wow, four and, decades. Yeah, yeah. So no, I mean, we, Lord, she knows me uh, inside and out, and over inside and out. We just, but it, I guess it was just being, um, at, at first I was kind of wondering, okay, is she going to get tired of me being home? Is she going to be ready for me to leave? You know, am I going to get on her nerves? Because she don't get on mine, never has. But I figured I'd get on hers. No, so far, so far she hadn't kicked me out. I've not had to sleep on the couch one time, not once. You. There you go. Yeah. And I, you know what? I wouldn't even do the couch. If she got rid of me, I'd go out to the bus and sleep. But I ain't even had to do that. Well, the paid part is sitting out there. You might as well. So now I know right now, though, your mind is focused on one thing, and that's a trip that you're taking tomorrow. You get to see my grand boys. That's right. And uh, uh, I know that is something you have been looking forward to. It's been a little while since you've got to see him just because of everything going on. And uh, so you got to bring everybody up to speed on, on the, uh, on the little ones down there. I will. We're headed tomorrow to Mississippi. Uh, Ricky and the boys uh, live there in South and South, Southeast Mississippi. And so we're headed down there tomorrow. This will be the first time I've seen the grand boys since uh, Christmas. So I'm looking forward to it. This, this is the longest I have ever gone. You are going through withdrawals. Oh, I'm, I'm going nuts. And so I guess we're going to spend at least, you know, four, five, six days down there and then, uh, and then come back home. It'd be, of course, it'd be great to see Ricky. I don't get to see Ricky often enough either uh, by any means. So because um, usually if I see him, I see the boys. But he, he will come. You know, he will come, we'll, we'll get to see each other sometimes without the boys being there, but not that often. Well, now, Ricky and your other son, Bryce, uh, yes take very active roles behind the scenes in the world of Brian Freeman Assurance. Uh, Ricky has been a songwriter for the group. He's uh, produced recordings for the group. Uh, he's sort of, uh, I guess you would say, your behind-the-scenes right-hand man, and Bryce is following in uh, both of your footsteps as well. Yeah, they're both very, very important to our ministry here. Ricky's been producing our stuff now for Good Lord. Ah, Gary Jones produced before. Well, no, we went through a couple of producers, but Bryce has done, I mean, Ricky's done the last seven, eight albums, nine albums, projects, but at least. So for many, many years now, and he writes, like you said, he writes some of the stuff we've done. Uh, the song, I Want to Be That Man, him and Lee Black wrote that. Uh, he's written, co-written a, a number of songs that we recorded down the years and plays the drums on everything that you hear us do, all of our recordings, not anytime, ever. There's no one else but Ricky on there. And then, uh, it's, well, for the last 15 years. So um, Bryce is, I mean, Bryce is our video guy and everybody's video guy. I don't think there's a video out there now in our industry that was not filmed by Bryce. I mean, there, there are very few there. Are, yeah, I'm sure there are a few out there, but he does everyone's, Karen's, ours, Legacy at Five. I mean, you name it, everybody that's, that, that's doing videos, many kind for the most part, Bryce is the cameraman doing that and even editing doing the post work. I mean, just doing all kinds of stuff. So they're both huge in our, in our ministry. I couldn't do without them. Our Brian Free and Assurance uh, has had a tremendous run. I can't talk today. A tremendous run on radio ever since you've launched the group. In your opinion, what do you think would be the trademark Brian Free and Assurance song? Now, I've got my favorite in the bunch, and that's Say Amen. Yeah, yeah. And he had a great cut on that. Did super well for the group in every possible definition of the word well. Yeah. What else would you put on that list? Oh, goodness. Uh, man, there have been so many down through the years that I never walk alone. Um, of course, you said say amen. For God so loved. Mm -hmm. 
um, as long as I got King Jesus. Um, but then you got so many others. You got, I want to be that man. That was huge. You've got, I get the best way I know to say it is where some people are wrapped up into where a song ends up chart wise. I'm more interested in, in career songs and career songs to me are songs that I can do 10 years from now and still watch half or more of the audience sing every word to it. That's mm -hmm. a career song. And those songs are worth much more to your ministry uh, down to the, you know, in, in the long term than the, uh, than, you know, unfortunately than, than an award. It just, it does, those things can come and go and they're great, but they come and go. But when, when, a, when a song ministers somebody and they remember the words to it for decades, I mean, come on, that's, that's a career song. And if, as long as we can do those that actually change lives, that's all I'm concerned about. So God's blessed us down to the years of the punch of those. I mean, I believe God, I believe, um, uh, healed, uh, only God knows just, I mean, we can go on and on and on and on that, that he's just given us, it's not us, we didn't write them, but God has blessed us through these great writers with some songs that we've just been honored to be able to sing. So when it comes to picking songs for a Brian Free and Assurance album, who, who is in that little container, that committee, if you will, yeah. who's the ones who, who make that call? Well, we go, we go through a number of stages. I, all, in all honesty, I get a lot of songs sent to me through, you know, year round. Um, most of it's junk. Uh, I hate to say it, but, you know, I look at this the same way I do uh, singers and preachers, and that applies to any singer in any industry, and writers too. I mean, some people are, some people are called, some are sent, some pack their bags and went. So some people have the ability to do something and others just want to because mama told them they did. So there are a lot of songs I go through that are not good. Uh, they were not meant to write. I mean, and it's obvious to everyone except them. Uh, so I, unfortunately, and you don't want to hurt their feelings. So I listen to them. I listen to everything I get, but I'm very critical. And the reason why I'm critical is because number one, that three and a half to five minutes we have on stage to sing that song, we better make it count. It needs to count. It doesn't need to be wasted time. Uh, there are three and a half to five minute sermons or, you know, something that will change your life. So it starts off, I, I get, go through the junk and try to filter through the junk and narrow it down to good songs. Uh, my wife and I, Pam and I will go through, that's the first step is because she's, she's a great, great ear and she'll tell me if she hears something that, that sticks out. She's heard songs that kind of slipped by me before and thank God we grabbed them because she was like, you need to cut that one. So that's been the case. That usually starts there. And then I'll get it down to, I don't know, 25, 30, 35 songs. And then I'll bring it on the bus. And I'll bring it to the bus and, I, and we'll sit down as a group. And I'll say, okay, guys, I got rid of the jump. Here's ones that even are, and I rate them, you know, from one to 10, obviously, and just rate them. And I'll say, here's, you know, here's what we have. Let's go through them, listen to them. So we sit on the bus and do that. And we'll eliminate, you know, quickly, uh, very, a bunch of songs and narrow it down. And so it kind of ends up being whatever I look at Bill, and Bill tells me he feels like he can comfortably present and he loves the song and he's into it. I make sure he gets same thing on my, same thing on myself. Uh, I want us to be able to, you can't just take any song and give it to any singer in my opinion, and it'd be the best. It's gotta be a match. Right. The song has to match the singer. Has there ever been a song that in your mind has become the one that got away? Yes. We recorded it. Now I can't say we didn't get it. We recorded it but nothing was done with it. And that is Stand Among the Millions. A song called Stand Among the Millions. Uh, Jim Brady, 
wrote that song. I'm not sure if you had any co-writers on it, but we did that. A phenomenal, fantastic, huge, great message. Um, makes you want to just, I mean, I don't care who you are. Even if you're a, a dead, hard shell, uh, so-called Christian, you don't move and you don't shout. You never raise your hand. Uh, you wouldn't raise if the roof started falling in. That's one of those that move you. I mean, that, that will get you stirred up, make you want to stand up and just shout glory. So that one got by. It wasn't singled. It wasn't pushed. And it could have been huge, huge because of what that song was. So that's that. That's far the one that just slipped and got by. No. So far, I haven't heard one because, again, not everybody can do any song. What if we had done Four Days Late? It would have done near what it did with Karen did. Karen, it, that was Karen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that was Karen Peck and New River. If, if they had done Say Amen, might not have been as good for them. We don't, to me, we need to be careful, make sure that we do choose songs that fit the artist, you know, because not just any song can we, can we do. Right. And that's, and that's a common theme between, uh, among a lot of the major artists, you know, we had a chance at this song or we heard that song early, you know, but it just didn't feel right for us. We knew it was a great song, but for someone else. And uh, that's, you know, I, I've heard, uh, there was a gentleman I worked with a long time, Eldridge Fox. Uh, and he made a comment one time. He said, a great song is still a great song, but it's not for everybody. Exactly right. And uh, he was spot on. Yep, know? that is the truth. And, and, and some, some groups get it. Some, some, I think some don't spend as much time they should in, in that frame of mind trying to find, because it's for, it's benefit, it benefits them mm -hmm. as well as the writer, as well as the well, I've got I've got to pick on you for a little bit here. Pick because, on. Uh, you know, for a yeah, long time. Hat? Is it me not fixing my hair? Is no, it? Let's don't, talk about let's don't talk about hair. Everybody brings up hair. On this oh, thing. I know. You, you're yeah. fine. Look, God only made a few perfect heads. Rest of me covered up with hair. Okay, I've heard that one too. So no, I appreciate it. But we'll see. <laughs> uh, I do have uh, one question though. You know, for a long time, you just about had to end a Brian Free and Assurance concert, especially when you were a quartet with the old classic looking for a city. <laughs> and I know, cause I saw it in your eyes many times when you would come off the stage or whatever, it was like, well, the people enjoyed it, but I, I, I'm ready to move on to another song. All right, so when was the last time you sang that song? Believe it or not, it's not been all that long. Uh, before, the, uh, <laughs> before the shutdown, I guess maybe, it was only a couple of weeks before we, stops during all this so i mean i still do it eh, not a lot maybe half a dozen times a year or more not a, it, it's got to be i mean really i've got to have a bunch of requests for it i'm not just going to do that song just just one record nothing nothing personal i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings but ah number one you know it's been there done that a million and three hundred times um and you know it's a good song but <laughs> Can, can we not spend that four minutes doing a song like Stand Among the Millions or Say Amen or something? Do we have, you know what I'm saying? It's funny because you'll go some places and nothing against anybody. You go some places and they'll sit on their hands. Every group deals with it. Every preacher deals with it. Uh, and they'll sit on their hands, not do anything. You come up with something like that and, buddy, they'll jump swinging from the chandeliers, throwing babies. Yep. And you're like, really? Did we miss? Did you miss the, uh, did you miss the Holy Spirit there about? 25 minutes ago when that song was just all, everybody has, you should have had chill bumps, but now you're standing up. Really? Sit down. Uh, so. <laughs> okay. Well, while we're on that topic, 
why did you start doing that song? Who, who, who uh, talked you it's, into that? Well, that's been synonymous with tenors down through the right. years. Uh, right. we, we started the very first time that I did on stage, obviously was with, um, I'm trying to think when it was, me and Johnny Parrott did it a couple times together. Um, not Johnny Parrott. Uh, Uh, Johnny was with Kings when we did it, of course. But every tenor, I've done it with every tenor in gospel music. We sung that song down through the years. But um, it's just, I'm trying to think what year started, Damien. To be honest with you, I started doing it late 70s, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember the very first time, but every group in gospel music down through the years, the tenors, we, we got together and, and just did it. So when people were here, and then when me and Karen did it, oh, you're talking about Create a Monster. Well, me and Karen did it, boy, which is not fair at all. Not fair. She's a woman. She is sky high. She's a phenomenal singer. And I'm dying over there. And she's just like, she's like, eh, when are we going to start? Well, she talks in high C anyway. I know. I know. And I'm like going, this is just not fair. And people are like, they're looking at it like it's a contest. There's no contest there. I can assure you that by the time we're done and I'm sweating and I'm ready to lay down somewhere, She's not even broke sweat. Right. So. It's just, you're right. It's just not fair. And we'll make sure that we'll tell Karen that too. when we. <laughs> so uh, now let's, let's just be honest here. You're, you're one of those tenor vocalists who has really not been affected by age. When you really get right down to it, thank goodness that, you know, that you've been able to maintain a strong voice all of these years for all the time that you've been on the road. Uh, has there ever been a time you wish you would have been a baritone? <laughs> yeah. Out of the last 15 years. No, uh, the pressure is enormous. I mean, anyone does, I mean, I've, I've, I mean, as you said, I've been blessed. Thank you, Jesus. But I've outlived the career of most any tenor that I can, that I can think of in gospel music so far. And look, it'll happen. But so far, thank you, Lord, I've not had to lower any of the keys. I'm still doing For God So Loved in the same key I did at 96. I'm still doing Looking for a City in the same keys I did it in 76. So, I mean, it, so far it hasn't, but it will. Mm -hmm. And anybody thinks it won't, they're crazy. It will hit me. There'll come a time I'll be going, you know, man, we got to lower the half step, guys. You know, bring this. I'm going to have to, that's just life. That's, that's reality. Right, so, folks, let me, let me let you in on something here real quick. He told me that same exact thing about 15 years ago and he's still trucking along here. So I love you, another 15 or 20. I love you. I'll send you the check, checks in the mail. Uh, you're too kind, but no, it's just, I thank God for it. I, I, I mean that with all sincerity, it's nothing I'm doing. I'm not anything special. I've just been blessed to be able to do it. I'm going to do it as long as I can. And when it comes time to lower the keys, I'll lower the keys and I still enjoy and do what I'm doing. But if you answer your question, there are times I would love to be a baritone. Yes. There are times I would love the pressure not to be there, but it's there. It's what I chose a long, long time ago. Um, I got my mother's voice, so that it was kind of wasn't a choice as much as it was. It's just the way it was. And my family, uh, mama sang bass. Daddy, I mean, uh, well, I said, well, no, it was. Now, my family, me and Pam, it's, it's the, uh, mama sang bass, daddy sang tenor. But in my mom and dad, it was daddy sang bass, mama sang tenor. And I got mom's voice, so I guess I'm stuck with it. Well, and gospel music fans all around the country are glad that you do. Hey, our guest today on Danny's Diary has been the most awarded tenor in the history of gospel music, Brian Free. Brian, thanks for giving up part of your day to be with us. I know you've got to pack because 
the car is warming up because you are headed to see the grandbabies. Yes, I am, and I cannot wait, cannot wait. All right, so Brian, be safe. We appreciate you. We love you. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Be watching for the next episode of Danny's Diary right here on Singing News. Thank you, Danny.